0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever, to get $100 off your ticket.
1: I've just saved your listeners literally 25 years off their mortgage and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of interest they would otherwise be paying.
0: then fund that flips the way to go their team has over 200 deals under their belt and uh, you can actually this is crazy you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information uh, so go to fund that com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff. We get straight to the real estate advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many other Best Ever guests. And Today, we've got with us... An accomplished journalist and author within the real estate field, Jordan Goodman. How are you doing, Jordan? Great
1: to be with you, Joe.
0: Yeah, nice to have you on the show. Jordan has been covering real estate topics for over 35 years as a personal financial journalist. He's worked for Money Magazine for 18 years where he wrote on all aspects of real estate. He's the author of many books, two of which are most relevant to us with a real estate focus. One of them titled Everyone's Money Book on Real Estate, and then the other titled Fast Profits in Hard, in Hard Times, which you can just click the link on the show notes page and you can check out those two books. Uh, he's the host of a national radio show titled Money Answers Radio, and you can find them at MoneyAnswers.com. He's based in Westchester, New York. With that being said, Jordan, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what
1: you're focused on now? Sure. So I do love to help people in all aspects of their personal financial life, including real estate. I've got a lot of resources. So during the show, I'm going to give websites, phone numbers, all kinds of practical things so people can take my advice and actually put it into action. As you said, I've been a journalist for over 35 years, Uh, did many, many stories on mortgages, on how to invest in real estate at Money Magazine on NBC. I did Marketplace on public radio. I've done 14 books. You mentioned two of them. So I think you got the idea. I've I've been doing this for a while and love to help people with practical advice that they can actually put into action.
0: What's been the most popular story you've covered over the time that you've been covering real estate?
1: Well, I think right now, the most popular thing is what to do with my money in real estate to earn a decent yield at a time when you're earning zero in the bank. I mean, people are really upset that they're getting 0% on CDs, money market funds, treasury bills, savings accounts. And like, what can I do? The stock market's too wildly volatile for me. Uh, The bond market is very low yields, and I'm worried about interest rates going up. But there are things in real estate where you can be very, very safe and earn decent yields. That's by far the most popular thing right now.
0: Okay, and what, what's, the, what's the solution for that that, you're, that you've been covering? So
1: the solution that I uh, recommend in that area are what are called commercial mortgage bridge loans. And this is a way for the average person to earn 6% super safely over one year, uh, get monthly checks, get your money back at the end of the year. And there is a website related to that, commercialmortgagebridgeloans.com. And here's how it works. Uh, you invest the money. It is lent to commercial real estate projects, could be hotels, shopping centers, apartment buildings, medical buildings, office buildings, some kind of commercial project. They can't get financing. You realize how tough it is out there, Joe, to get financing from traditional banks uh, these days. And so they go into the private market, get these bridge loans. It allows them to do their project for one year. You get monthly checks. At the end of the year, the project is completed. Uh, You get your money back and you can go on and do another one. There's a very simple way to earn 6% with monthly cash flow. For a lot of people, that's nirvana <laughs> compared to getting zero at the bank. And, and as far as I'm concerned, it's going to stay zero for a very, very long time at the bank. The Fed has raised rates a quarter point. Maybe they're raised another two or three quarter points, but you're still going to earn pretty much zero at the bank. So real estate can be a fantastic way if you'd use it conservatively to earn very, very nice income for yourself.
0: What are the risks involved with doing an investment like that?
1: Well, it's illiquidity. I mean, you, it's it, it designed to hold for one year. So if you need your money before that, I mean, that is a bit of a risk. So it's, it should not be money you need to be drawing on. I mean, you're going to be getting monthly checks, but it's, the capital is not something you can get out for a year. Uh, the way the programs that I like are at this commercialmortgagegridcelotus.com, they not only are you as the investor in first position on a specific property, but there's a, a the company that does the deal, the loan origination company, takes a second position behind you. So if for whatever reason the underlying borrower does not make payments on time or defaults even, the money is already sitting there in a what's called the mortgage fund to back you up. So you will get interest and in principal no matter what happens. In a case like that, the loan originator might foreclose on the property sell it and they'd make a nice profit on it. So they come out just fine. Just to give you a simple example, Joe, say there was a property worth a hundred thousand. The maximum they're ever going to lend is 65% of the value of the property, 65% LTV, as they would say. Now that would be the first and second position behind. So say the first position on a $65,000 loan is 50,000. The second position is 15,000, just to give you an example. Vast majority of time people pay on time, but if they don't, they could foreclose in the building Sell it for a hundred thousand, the conservative market value. Uh, they pay back the fifty plus interest on the first fifty plus the three thousand for a year. Now they've invested fifteen. When they sell the building for $100,000, hundred, they've earned thirty five or thereabouts. So the loan originator is completely protected. You in first position are completely protected. The people that lose money are the borrowers who lose their buildings. They don't like to do that. <laughs> that's not what they're in this for. They're in this to improve their buildings. So that's why there's kind of an extra level of safety. And they do very conservative appraisals as well to make sure that the values are really going to be there. So that's why it really is quite safe, extremely safe uh, from the investor's point of view.
0: When you look at the, the topics that have been popular, I mean, you've been covering real estate for 35 years. Yeah. When, you, when you take a look at over the 35 years, the topics ha- that have been popular, um, now you said it is, how do I make money? on the money that I have right. in real estate uh, and, and specifically you know, compared to the options that we have with banks. Right. Um, what have the questions or the topics been over time and do you see a, 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 a cycle or different things continually resurface?
1: Well, yes, that certainly is one right now because interest rates are so low at the bank. Another topic that I hear people asking about all the time is how can I pay my mortgage off faster? People do not like to have mortgages. And what they do is they keep recycling themselves. They keep refinancing, which gets their payment and interest rate down. But what it's also doing is restarting the clock on another 15 or 30-year mortgage. So another topic that I like to talk about that's very popular, most people have never heard about it, Joe, is what's called the Mortgage Equity Optimization Strategy. Have you heard of that strategy before?
0: Perhaps I've heard of the tactics, but maybe not how it how it's being titled. So okay. go ahead. and So, let's so talk basically it.
1: what it allows you to do is to pay off either a 15 or 30 year mortgage in about five or six years on your existing level of income by flowing your money in a different direction. All right. So here's how it works. So say with a traditional 30 year mortgage, you get say you get a great rate. Say you get a three and a half percent rate, something like that. You said, boy, you're really, really doing great. So as you know, with a mortgage, the amortization is scheduled. So all the interest is paid first. So for the first 10 to 15 years on a traditional 30-year mortgage, you're making very, very small amount of progress in the principal. Maybe after 15 years, you might have paid off 10% of the principal or something like that. Very, very small progress in the principal. And then the last few years is where you pay off the principal because the bank always gets their interest up front. And then if you refinance that 30-year loan to get a better rate, you start a new 30-year clock all over again, right? This is why the banks are always winning on these things. Meanwhile, your money from your paycheck and your dividends or wherever it may be, is sitting in a checking account earning zero. So this is why the existing system works so well for the bank. You're giving them your money for free. In fact, they may be charging you fees to keep your money. And you pay them interest for many, many years. And then you refinance and start the clock all over again. Okay? This mortgage optimization completely reverses the tables. And instead of you being the the, the, the slave, I guess you might say, you become the master. So here's how it works you use a home equity line of credit, or what's called the HELOC, which is a liquid line uh, attached to your house. You can put money in, you can take it out whenever you like. And the idea is you keep your income, which would normally be sitting in your checking account earning nothing, in the HELOC, which pushes down your principal every day. A HELOC is based on what's called average daily balance. How much do you owe today? So if you have money in the HELOC, you owe less principal and therefore you owe less interest. And then you write your bills out of your HELOC. In effect, your HELOC kind of becomes your checking account. And then every day you're making progress on your principal at an accelerating rate. So literally every month, Joe, your interest is going down. Your payment is going down at an accelerating rate as you pay your mortgage off faster. That just blows people away. But that's the way it works.
0: You're able, you're able to just by having cash – in the the Heloc. HELOC account just by having it there, but
1: not... It's pushing down your principal by being there instead of in your checking account, right? Let me just take a super simple example. Say you had a $50,000 HELOC, okay? I'm going to combine it with a first. Say you have a first of 200000 okay? And, and your house is worth $400,000. you have got plenty of equity, all right? So say you take out a $50,000 HELOC. It's now empty. You haven't used it yet. You write a $50,000 check on the HELOC towards your first, So instead of owing 200, you now owe 150, right? And you use this technique. You pay the HELOC off in six, seven months, whatever it may be. And now the HELOC is clear again. Now you write another check on the the HELOC, 50. Instead of being 150, you now owe 100. You pay off the HELOC over the next few months. And they do it like two more times. And after four or five years, depending on how the numbers work out, your first is completely paid off. You paid off the HELOC after another few months. You are now debt-free, on the existing level of income you've got today. This is something you will never hear about from banks because they don't want you to know about this kind of thing. Uh, there is an independent website that can show you how it works, which is truthinequity.com, truthinequity.com, free site. They show you exactly. In fact, you go on that site, put in what's called your personal profile numbers, your income, your expenses, your mortgage, your house value, all those things. It's going to say, okay, based on what you're doing today, it's going to take you 28 years to pay off your mortgage, If you use the numbers you just gave us, it'll be 4.5 years, whatever the number comes out to be. And they show you step-by-step how to do it. So I've just saved your listeners literally 25 years off their mortgage and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of interest they would otherwise be paying.
0: And how does having your money in a HELOC account lower your uh, interest? Okay,
1: so so in our example, say the $50,000 HELOC, you've now used it you, you've done a fifty thousand dollar check towards the first, so you owe fifty thousand the HELOC. So say you get a paycheck for a thousand dollars, just for a simple example. Instead of keeping that thousand dollars in your checking account earning nothing, you put the thousand dollars in your HELOC, and now instead of owing fifty thousand, you owe forty nine thousand, right? It lowered. Your value. So you're
0: paying it down. You're
1: paying it down.
0: So it's not it's not sitting there; it's actually uh, being yeah. paid down. Yeah,
1: I mean, sitting there, meaning okay. it's in the HELOC, lowering the amount you owe.
0: Right, so so I, I just I just want to make sure I'm understanding. So when you say sitting there, it's it's actually you're taking $1,000 from your bank account right. and you're putting it to pay down correct. the HELOC. Okay, and then, got it. I, I was under the, the way you're describing I was under the impression that it was being um, just transferred into another account but was not being spent, but it's actually being it spent being, to pay down, correct. which lowers the principal, which therefore lowers the interest correct. associated to it, right? That makes the sense. The
1: payment is based on how much principal you owe and how much interest is based on how much principal. And since you just lowered the amount of principal from 50,000 to 49,000, you owe interest on 49 instead of 50, which is less, right? Right. And then during the month, you pay your bills out of the HELOC because your your checking account should be pretty close to zero. But every day that goes by, your average daily balance is going down a little bit. So your money is working for you instead of the bank. That makes a huge difference over time. And that's why your payment goes down every month Because your principal is going down every day and your interest is going down. So your total payment goes down every month as you pay your mortgage off at an accelerating kind of rate. It's a fantastic thing. A lot of people now, in my book, one of my books is called Master Your Debt. I've actually got a whole chapter in there called Mortgage Free in Five to Seven Years, which goes into this in more detail. Or again, that truthinequity.com is a way for people to find out more about this.
0: When you talked about the bills that are being paid out of the HELOC, are you referring to the mortgage bill or are you talking about the everyday expenses? All your expenses? bills, all your bills. And, and how, when you transfer, we'll go back to the simple $1,000, when you transfer the $1,000 from your bank account to the HELOC, um, how do you uh, actually pay the expenses out of the HELOC. You're just writing a check, you from, a check based on your line of credit. In some
1: cases, you can do it electronically. And here's the way to make it even turbocharged even more, Joe. Get as many of your bills during the month. And in many cases, you can do all your bills onto one credit card. Now, you can charge your utility bills and your food bills, your restaurant, and all your bills. Pretty much, you can charge on a credit card. Almost all of them. So you charge all your daily bills on a credit card, which means you have one bill a month to pay. Right? And that, So that one day that you pay your credit card bill, your balance goes back up. It's been going down every day as that money's on the HELOC. The one day that you have to pay your credit card bill, the balance goes back up, but you've been making progress all month, As opposed to paying bills during the month, all over the place, your money is working for you every day. So that's a very simple way of accelerating the whole thing even more. And then you're going to continue to pay your mortgage, your first mortgage, uh, as, as before, but notice. That much more of your mortgage payment on the first payment is going towards principal instead of interest. In our example, say you owe two hundred thousand, and now with the HELOC you owe one hundred and fifty thousand. If you make the same mortgage payment you've been making at two hundred, more of it goes towards principal because you owe one hundred and fifty instead of two hundred. So it's accelerating the first payoff as well as the HELOC.
0: What's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Uh, well, I would say uh, make your money work for you through real estate. There's a lot of very conservative ways to make your money uh, earn income and like the commercial mortgage bridge loans is certainly an example of that.
0: What are some, a couple specific ways other than what you've already mentioned mm-hmm. with the uh, mortgage bridge loans that you you do? You implement that advice.
1: Oh yes, I do. What, what are some things in addition to bridge loans? I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can fix and flip, it can work. You have to have some skill to do it. Uh, I like warehousing where you, line up the uh, buyer before you even buy it in the first place, right? You you have the, you're not actually getting your hands dirty. You're basically a middleman putting somebody who wants to sell the house for whatever reason, a distressed seller, and then you know the value of it and you can already have the buyer lined up before you do it. Warehousing would be one of my favorite, I guess that's called wholesaling as well, would be one of my favorite ways of doing that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, never heard where you're the first person I've ever heard call it warehousing. I I, I, I enjoyed that whenever <laughs> you said that. Yeah, warehousing and wholesaling. I mean, basically, this, it's, it's the same idea. It's, it's, yeah, same idea. Yeah, I love that. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Jordan, what's the best ever book you've read?
1: I think the book about Steve Jobs uh, done by Walter Isaacson. That was a great book. How come? Well, it showed his brilliance, even though he's a very difficult person, and how he made amazing things happen in many fields. It wasn't just the iPhone. He revolutionized music. He revolutionized photography. He revolutionized retailing. I mean, just many, many different ways. For one person to revolutionize four or five industries is quite amazing. And to tell the inside story was really quite fascinating.
0: Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it.
1: So I'm going to give you a negative one. but that's, You often learn from the negative ones, right? Yes. Um, I worked with a guy uh, named Sonny Block back in the early 1990s who was actually a very famous real estate guy. He had a big uh, national radio show. He was on 300 stations every day. Uh, I was at Money Magazine at the time, and I was on his show for about 10 years, and everything was going great, and I did a book with him called Everyone's Money Book, where we were both on the cover, and everything was wonderful, and then he completely blew up, okay, I mean, like, (laughs) big time. He was put in prison, uh, the FBI uh, uh, extradited him from the Dominican Republic, Uh, I won't go into all the things he did, but they were bad, okay, and here I am, out there, with a picture of me and Sonny on the cover. Uh, and this is while I was at Money Magazine. So I got some grief over it, and rightfully so. I wrote the book 100%. There was nothing wrong with the book. But I immediately had to turn around very quickly, get a release from him, literally signed from prison, and get him off. So that it was me only on the cover of the book. But that was quite an experience. Mm. What'd you learn from it? Uh, be very, very, very careful about who you deal with. I mean, I thought I was. I'd been dealing with him for 10 years. <laughs> and it wasn't good enough. And if you got suspicions that somebody's a little bit shady, head the other direction.
0: Did you have suspicions before he got in jail? Uh,
1: somewhat. Jail? I mean basically what the reason he went to jail is he uh, was selling interests in radio stations that he was buying and he was in effect selling unlicensed securities. And the SEC said you can't do that. He was kind of going around the laws that were – necessary, you know, and, and he was also promising all kinds of things. This was in the days of no money down real estate and Robert Allen and he was kind of doing that stuff too. That got people into trouble. So a lot of what he was doing was perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, he would on his radio show he would have Alan Greenspan and Paul Volcker and all the big names of Wall Street, so all the legitimate people. But in his personal side, he just got a little bit out of out of whack. He got too greedy. I mean, that's another le- lesson. Here's a guy who had a, a brownstone on East 63rd Street in Manhattan, uh, multi-million dollars. He had this radio network. He had everything, and yet he was always greedy for more. So and that's another lesson, I guess. <laughs> If you've got a lot, don't be greedy for more.
0: Best ever deal you've done?
1: Uh, the best ever deal I've done was for my dictionary. Uh, I did a, a, a dictionary of finance and investment terms. First came out in 1983. Uh, it's now in its ninth edition, and it's helped a lot of people. But from my point of view, it's an annuity as well. I mean, once you do a dictionary, it is out there, and it keeps producing revenue. You have to update it every four years or so. But that was a fantastic deal I did in 1983. It continues to pay off now in 2016. You did a dictionary. So you created a dictionary? I've written what's called the Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. Uh, that's now over 5,000 terms, 900 pages, correct. The original version back in 1983 was about 2,000 terms and maybe 400 pages. Uh, it keeps growing. I keep. I just came out with a new one at the end of last year, added about 300 new terms, including a lot of real estate terms as well. Uh, they can see more about that at my website, moneyanswers.com, under the bookstore, they can see the Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. Correct.
0: Best ever way you like to give back?
1: Uh, I love to answer people's questions. Uh, They email me at moneyanswers.com. I call them back. I listen to their problems. I give back a tremendous amount and find it very, very, very satisfying. A lot of people don't have financial advisors out there, Joe, and they don't know who to turn to for all kinds of different things. And I just love to help them in all kinds of ways. I'm not selling anything. I'm just helping them. Just yesterday, I talked for about a half an hour with a couple in Minneapolis, who were, had a home that was a, a drain on them. They wanted to buy another home. They were like, had stars in their eyes about this new home. I said, Don't do it. You know, just take some time. Um, people often need objective financial advice, and I do it to them all the time and love to do that. What's the
0: biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate?
1: Uh, I bought a bigger home than I needed. We, we lived in Brooklyn for a while. And then when my son was about to go to kindergarten, we moved to Scarsdale. Uh, Bought a beautiful home there. Uh, It cost far more to renovate it than we ever thought. I'm not telling the numbers. We bought it in 1994 for $595,000. I put in easily $600,000, probably more than that. Uh, The house was beautiful, but it was far more than you'd ever thought. When you actually get in there, you find all kinds of things you can't see. Even an inspector can't Mm -hmm. see. Um, So underestimating renovation costs is certainly a mistake I made. Um, and then when the kid goes off to college, we had a much bigger house than we need. There's a lot of people rattling around in big homes. You know, if you're paying interest on in all these rooms you're not using, that's not a particularly good thing. So I guess the mistake was underestimating renovation costs and getting a house bigger than we need. Now, I've sold it since we made money on it, but for quite a while, we had a much bigger house than we actually needed. What's the
0: best of ever place the best of our listeners can reach you?
1: Moneyanswers.com is my website. I've got lots of resources and links all over the place. And as usual, I do take emails from them and would love to get emails from your listeners, Joe.
0: Well, Jordan, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and talking about uh, a couple things. One, commercial mortgage bridge loans, as well as mortgage equity optimization strategy that you're talking about, where basically the amortization is scheduled. So initially, um, without using the strategy, it's scheduled so that all interest is paid first. Right. But with this strategy, you uh, get a HELOC, home equity line of credit, you pay the, and so instead of paying the principal first, which lowers the interest rate, the principal, or excuse me, now you pay the principal first, which lowers the um, balance, uh, which would tie back to the interest rate. Therefore, you're paying less and less interest Correct. on an ongoing basis. Um, so basically, the interest isn't front-loaded like it But you're in control.
1: Does. And this, by the way, can be used for rental properties as well as your primary residence. So if you have rental property, uh, you can have your, your tenants pay off your mortgage faster as well. So it's not only for your primary residence that this works.
0: As long as you can get a HELOC on an investment property. Correct.
1: Which is definitely possible. I mean, possible, Challenging, but possible. It is possible. Yes. I always like to say what's yep. possible. It's not always easy, yeah. but it is possible.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your advice with Best Ever listeners, and hope you have a Best Ever Week. Thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate it. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.